0: The ABC's Word Wizard. The Lord of Language. A word in your ear. With Professor Raleigh Sussex.
1: Here he is. Hello, Rolly. Good morning. How are you?
0: Well, thank you.
1: Getting ready to answer all these calls. I, I probably shouldn't have said you can't stump Rolly because now they're going Everybody to try. Everybody will, yes. <laughs> all right, 1300 612. If you have a question for Rolly, you've got a few other things you want to talk about as I've well. I've
2: got lots. First of all, I want to make your day. Because earlier you were talking to Annette about L-I-C-H-E-N. In
1: gardening, yes. And you
2: said lichen. Lichen, that's right. she said lichen. And in fact, there is a book called Trouble with Lichen by John Wyndham, science Uh fiction book from about 1960 or so. But lichen is in fact an accepted pronunciation. It's not the preferred one. Right. But the dictionary's listed, and you're quite correct to do it.
1: If it's in the dictionary, Roly.
2: So you, it's you, right. <laughs> you took yourself to task for no reason at all. Oh,
1: good. I was going to lose sleep over that tonight.
2: <laughs> oh, all over Mosque, Yeah, right.
1: What else do you have?
2: Okay. Um, the company Huawei,
1: mm.
2: the the Chinese um, telecommunications one. Yeah. They used to say that they were they should be pronounced Huawei right. with an H, mm-hmm. but now their their advice is. That they want to be but want to be called Huawei, Huawei. Huawei. Okay. Now it is written H W, and in fact, in Chinese, it is pronounced Hua Hua. Yeah. So you can hear the hear the H sound. Yeah. Um, I think the reason they're doing this is that Hua doesn't exist in English, or it's hua. not really. Um, there are people who distinguish which and which. Yes. No. Which which did you see this afternoon?
1: Oh, okay. Which. Right. Yes. And
2: there are, uh, some people have been taught at school to make the distinction, and in Scottish English it is still done by quite a few speakers. So, mm-hmm. wh and were are distinguished. Other than that, they're pronounced the same, just as a W. Mm-hmm.
1: So, it's not laziness.
2: And it's not laziness. But the, the two consonants at the start of the word do give people problems in English. Now, wh is not one of our native English sequences, and I guess that's why the company has decided it wants to be called Huawei, which is easier to say. Because that's what
1: everyone was saying anyway. Yeah. Mm.
2: But there are other two consonant things at the start of words where we've done a bit of fiddling because they came from Greek and we can't pronounce them, like mm-hmm. pneumonia. Not N- pneumonia. No no, right? no, no, no. Pneumonia. But, but mm-hmm. pneumon is the Greek word for a lung. Right. And yeah. they, pr- and the Greeks pronounce pen and they write it pen.
1: I've got another one. Yes. Phlegm. Oh, yes. <laughs> P isn't it? There's P.
2: Yes, except that F L as in flu, all right, is yeah. okay. But that, that P H is do Greek. Why did they
1: put the P
2: there? Oh, because it was it was it was in Greek. Mm. It was a per. Okay. Um, but then there's words like gnome, G N O M E. We don't yeah. say gnome. That's right. Um, and there's psychology.
1: Yeah, which there's is, a lot of is Isn't
2: psychology, mm. and there's now I love this word p h t h i s i s p
1: h t h
2: i s i s pronounced thysis. Oh. Now what it is actually an f and a th, but we can't pronounce an f and a T-H. The ancient Greeks could, uh, so we just lock, knock off the first consonant the way we do with psychology. We forget the p with thysis we forget the f. What is that word? Thysis, it's a lung disease. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Just to make your day. Never heard of it. <laughs> well, there you go. Thank heavens. Yeah, hmm. walk up to someone at a cocktail party. Do you have those? <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's pterodactyl. Well, what's. A pterodactyl is a, uh, yeah. a dinosaur that flies, and it's pter. P, it's a P pterodactyl. Oh, is that how that's spelled? Yeah, PT, yeah. PT. Because pteron is Greek for wing.
1: All right, we better take some calls. There's right. a lot coming through, Rolly. Let's go to Chris at Toowoomba first. Hello, Chris.
0: Hello.
1: What's your question for Roly, or you've got some advice, or something?
0: Well, last last week, Roly said he was having trouble with his cat's claws. I am. Jar. I am. I I got rid of a lot of it by uh, bunching all the runners together. Yes. Uh, trimming them off with my rose pruners. Yes. And sticking them in a jam jar mixed with water and, and uh, round up fifty percent.
2: Ah, okay. And that that then sucked it back into the tubers and we're right, yes?
0: And that goes into that big round corm that's buried in the ground.
2: Yeah, I've been digging up the big round corms by hand and then you get a certain satisfaction. (laughs) Uh, The the corms are actually supposed to have various medicinal properties but I don't recommend them without proper advice. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) Thank you,
1: Chris, for your call. Good on you. John in Cairns, what's your question for Rolly?
0: Yes, good morning. How are you? Good. Good, good. Uh, beautiful day up here, actually. It would oh, be. Oh, lovely. It... <laughs> Cairns Raleigh, in
2: June is rather special.
0: It is. It's a little bit windy, but it's nice. Rolly, I conduct uh, public speaking workshops yeah. up here yeah. and go through various exercises in uh, helping people overcome their fears and so forth. But right. there's one exercise that I participate in and it stunts a lot of people. I ask them to stand up and talk about themselves and so forth. But uh, indiscreetly, I count the number of ums
2: and ahs,
0: <laughs> you knows, I know. Yes. I mean, it drives me mad. Mm. And I specifically hear it with sports people when they're being interviewed and so forth. So once I identify these these things, they suddenly become aware of it. They're not aware of it while they're actually speaking. Is there... What, what would you call that? Is it a subconscious... Um, there I go. Subconscious <laughs>
2: uh, uh, Whatever. So you're
1: thinking about the next word, that's yeah. why. Yeah. So well, they, they're that's called, yes.
2: they're called hesitation phenomena and hesitation oh. phenomena is when you make a noise with your vocal cords uh, because you don't want silence. Silence suggests either that you've lost it or that you're not very bright or that you're cross with someone and don't want to respond. So well, we, we are, in English, we are absolutely terrified of silence and we will fill a silence, particularly you know at, around a table or at a party or something with any sort of words at all yeah now the the ones which are most common are ums and ahs. I once had a lecturer in France who did two hundred and thirty seven in a fifty minute lecture oh. um, and he yes. was a he was a lecturer in phonetics <laughs> but th- these things they're they're very natural um sometimes people start off an answer with so or with yes, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the thing to do is to sensitise people to these things and particularly to get them to use their phones to record themselves and then to play it yes. back. And once you're aware of these, uh, it is a, it, it's is a—it's like being inoculated. You will actually improve.
0: I, I, I do find that. And, and thank you. You've actually cleared up something for me there. So I will actually take that to my class and, and try to improve on that. But you're right. Uh, two things. Pe- the most common fear for human beings, or mm. the, the biggest fear is public speaking.
2: Yep. Well, for some people. For others, I mean, Loretta and I speak publicly all the time.
1: It's still There's and, still a fear, isn't there? Because the, you want to remember things and you...
2: There is, and there is that horrible feeling that every now and again, ba- brain gets out of sync with your 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 mouth. tongue and mouth, and you say things that you don't want to. <laughs> I, I I said pronoun, <gasps> I said pronunciation one day. Oh, in, did you? Instead yes. of pronunciation, And the phone lit up like a Christmas tree. Everybody yes. was was saying, "Hey, what
1: did you say?" Did you know as soon as you said it, as soon yes. as it came out, yes, yes and then because
2: mm. I was thinking ahead.
1: Mm, that's right? exactly right. And
2: I just lost yeah. momentarily lost control of my of mm-hmm. my articulators.
1: Thank you for your call, John. Let's move on, Francis on Russell Island. Hello, Francis.
0: Hi, good morning, both of you. Um, my question is about ill-gotten gains. Oh yes. Can you use the word "gotten"? In I have gotten all my things ready today.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, that the the phrase "ill-gotten gains" is probably the only one where you can use "gotten" uh, in a strictly correct way. The word uh, get has a past participle got, I have got something. And in fact, I was taught at school that you shouldn't use get at all. It's a nasty, short little word which shows that your vocabulary is deprived. Now, we have forget forgotten, and then in the Bible there's beget begotten. And so get gotten is part of a pattern, and gotten was common in Shakespeare's day. He died in 1616. But by the time we were settled... gotten had fallen out of use in british english and we didn't you didn't pick it up Mm. so gotten is now regarded as in written language it is starting to be used in the spoken language it is very common in people under about 30 Um, i would never ever use it but that's because i was taught that way yeah and once you've had a kind of of seed of bias implanted at school Mm. it's quite difficult to shake
1: yeah especially you know if you've you've got in trouble, got in trouble Yes. for, for, well done, for, for you know, doing it on yes, a, yes. an exam or something. Thank so you, Francis.
2: Ill-gotten gains is, is about the only one.
1: Denise on the sunny coast. Hello, Denise. Hello, how are you? Good. What's your question
0: for Rolly? Look, this is an expression I use mm. frequently when I'm referring to my dogs, twerps. Mm. I love twerp. And I... I don't know where it comes from
1: and I really thought I perhaps should know. Oh, you're a twerp? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well you're not alone because nobody else knows either uh, the this is uh, late 19th century i think it probably was british at the start uh, it means a silly or annoying person um someone who's being a bit obtuse or you know irrational or something but it's
1: actually a nice way to say to insult someone isn't
2: it it it's not you you, you silly twerp it, it, it's it's a, it's a bit um a bit amiable it's not really putting someone down i say it with affection yes oh yes it's what it's one of the words, you know, the critical words that you can use, and it, it depends on the tone of voice. Mm. If you say, you stupid twerp, mm. then that sounds quite nasty. But if you do it in a nice tone of voice, I think it'll be, it, it suggests just a little bit of irritation, but nothing too bad. Yeah. <laughs> and late 19th century, orig unknown, according to the dictionaries.
1: All right. Thank you. Okay. okay. Thanks, Denise, for your call. Bye. Bye. Kay, on Briby. Hello, Kay. Hello,
0: how are you? Good.
1: What's your question? Look,
0: Mike, I want to know why we say... Um the the Cathy Freemans the dawn phrases. Oh. Yes. there's only one of them. <laughs> yes. And we use it in the plural.
2: Yes, we do because we it means people like that. Mm. No, there aren't many Cathy Freemans around, which means no, either aren't. she is totally unique there's only one of yeah. or people who have some of her properties. You know, and so no there aren't many Shakespeares meaning yes. there are very few people who are able to write like that.
1: Well, how would I say oh, Can we say like Shakespeare. Like you and, could do, yeah. but
2: no. But there aren't many Shakespeares. It is you are allowed to make a plural oh. of a proper noun like that. No, oh. th- there aren't many Brisbans around. Meaning, mm. this t- city has certain properties, and very other places emulate. We, emulated
1: we do that use way. that a lot with people. How yeah. would I say there aren't many Rolly
0: Sussex Sussexes around?
2: <laughs> you try and avoid it because there are too many s's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look, I've got
0: another one. I didn't have time to say this when when the uh, fellow got on. Yeah. Um, I watch. Um, a lot of quiz shows, and the uh, person inver- the uh, person running it invariably says, "How long have you been doing that for?"
1: Oh
2: yeah. Oh yes.
0: Now
1: the "for" at it's the end. A isn't
2: it? You don't really need it, uh, but again, it's one of these things which is now very common in the spoken language. And sometimes, when you leave it out, it sounds almost as if your sentence is incomplete. Yeah. Now, how long have you been doing that? People are kind of expecting the other mm. word to come mm. in uh, so that sometimes we, we add extra words. They're not really necessary, but they can become a habit.
1: Yeah. All right, 19 past 10. Rolly Sussex is in the chair answering your questions on words and language. We have uh, Gail at Yuronga. Hello, Gail.
0: Oh, good morning.
1: What's your question for Roly?
0: It's something I've noticed um, over the last, I don't know, a year or more maybe, but mm-hmm. um, it's when referring to a person, instead of saying, you know, Somebody was the contractor who did this or that. Mm -hmm. It's somebody is the contractor that Mm -hmm. did this or that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I always refer to my pets as who, so I probably am a little bit too far in the other direction. In the other direction. I I, I just heard it with regard to the Prime Minister this week. You know, he was the Mm -hmm. one that did this.
1: Mm. I I think this is coming up every week It is. We've had
2: Mm. had it several times. Um, Who is used for people? Um, The interesting thing is with babies, when they're very young and can't speak, you sometimes you know, talk about them as it, you know. Oh, dear, yes. it's, wet, it, 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 it's pooed, it's snappy again sort of yes. thing. As soon as they acquire speech, we that somehow gives you a license to use who. It's quite interesting.
1: Or it's, you know, it's until you really get to know them. That's right. They're just a new addition to the family, so That's it's right. still an it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, animals, I'm not sure that you'd ever call a pet worm who, uh, no. but a pet dog possibly if you're very close to them and, and treat them as if mm. as if they were kind of. Yeah. Now, the rule about that is that I was taught at school that that cannot refer to people, but over my lifetime, the rules have shifted, and it's now perfectly grammatical and correct to mm. say, you know, the man that I saw.
1: Doesn't mean to say we have to like it.
2: No. Mm. The man who I saw, well, the problem there is who or whom. Now, whom is dying. It's still, technically speaking, correct when you write it. Mm. Uh, and when you're speaking, I think whom is almost sounds fussy. Yeah. And so the man who I saw will be more common than the man whom I saw. I think in a generation, whom will have gone.
1: Mm, OK, uh, let's move on to Merv, who is at Meribra. Hi, Merv.
2: Oh, good morning.
0: What's
1: good your morning,
2: question?
0: Rolly? Hey. Uh, recently, there was a report on, a political report on um, Michaela Cash, who has very expressive facial features. Yes. Uh, at a meeting, and it was reported that she left the room in high dudgeon. <laughs> Yes, what? Where does this word dudgeon come from?
2: Okay. This is another one of the orig cert ones. I'm afraid, the the dictionaries haven't been able to work it out. Work out where it comes from. D u d g e o n. It looks as if it ought to be an old French word, but it doesn't seem to be, uh, and it means that you're feeling resentful or offended, and you show it, and and particularly, I think the. The only phrase where dudgeon is used nowadays is high dudgeon. It's a, it's a two-word fixed phrase. And, you know, are you really feeling dudgeon towards me? Sounds very strange. Mm. So it's I'm afraid we don't know where it comes from. It popped up in English, and we know roughly when, 16th century. Yeah. But that's it.
1: Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Kevin is at Glasshouse Mountains. Hello, Kevin.
2: Good morning.
0: How are you going?
1: Good. What's your question for Raleigh? The word articulate. Yes. It's got... Um the
2: same word has two different meanings. One, to obviously articulate while she's speaking. Yes. And then
0: a truck can articulate.
2: Yes. Okay, the, this true? is. Okay, the, the articulate um, meaning to, to pronounce, all right? Yeah. Uh, uh, but there's actually articulate as well, uh, with this uh, meaning uh, someone who is able to pronounce fluently or whatever. Yeah. Um, now, there it it actually comes from a, a word relating to joint, I think, um, and you know being articulated means that it's it, it's got to do with your jawbone, your mandible actually moving in your head. So
0: in, the, in the same context as the
2: truck. Being and that's to, how you get from the yeah. jaw to the truck. Right. It is, it is right. A, joint, a jointed truck which moves.
1: All right. Yes. There you go, Kevin.
2: thanks. It, it, it's a slightly unusual one, so thanks for reminding us. Um, the The word in Latin was I think, articulatus, which means to divide into joints or something. And so if you are able to articulate, you can mm. move your jaw in a, in a disciplined way to produce sounds that people can understand.
1: <laughs> All right, good one. Good one. Sue, is it manly? Hello, Sue? Hi, How are you? Good, what's your question for Rolly? Well, it's more a comment. I get a little frustrated when I l- listen to commentators in recent times, particularly
0: my beloved ABC commentators, yeah. when they say, ahead of, yes. or at the back of. Mm-hmm. I mean, why have we replaced two words, you know, behind or ahead? I, I just don't understand.
2: Yeah, uh, When... Sometimes in language we we replace an older, longer expression with a shorter one, and that's quite frequent. In American English, you say Monday through Friday instead of from Monday to Friday. Okay, so yes. that's that's we, we like the shorter one. It's a bit more but, but efficient. This is going the other way.
1: Yeah, most of us, like I think, I say Monday to Friday. That's not, right. Yeah, yeah. M- not Monday through Friday. No. no,
2: but Monday, or you might say from Monday to Friday. But you certainly no. won't say Monday through Friday. I don't
1: think I put the from in front of Monday. I just say Monday to Friday.
2: Monday to Friday.
1: It's on from. Oh the, yeah, it's on is, from Monday to Friday. Okay, there yes. you go. Yeah. Right.
2: Okay. Mm. Now the ahead of um, this is partly to do with space and time, and I think it we used to say just before, but now you know ahead of the elections.
1: Yeah. Before now, the ahead election.
2: of used to be really I think uh, meaning space. Mm. No, he he came in ahead of the rest of the field, but if you think about it. The word before can mean either in front of me or earlier in time. Mm. And we, we have ways of using space words and time words in the same way. And what's happened here, I think, is that "ahead of, ha- which was originally a space word, has now been moved into the time word as well.
1: Yeah, That one doesn't worry me as much, Sue. So, you know, we I, I we have variable that. sensitivity,
2: yeah. and sometimes there are things which is great, mm. and every time you hear them, you want to go and, and you know, be violent. Yes.
1: Let's see. We've got Per at Highgate Hill. Hello, Per.
0: Hello, hello. Good morning. What's uh, your question? I, a, I am not a native uh, English speaker, as you may hear, and uh, something that's confused me since I got here is quote-unquote. Mm. So a quote being used... In the beginning as opposed to an end quote how does that work
2: okay where are you from by the way Uh, i'm from sweden okay i i I knew you were scandinavian i wasn't quite sure which one Uh, okay quote unquote is this is began as an americanism and it means what i am about to say is a quotation or these are scare quotes and scare quotes are you're not meant to take this literally it's got a special meaning Right, So that if you say, um, I'm going to tell you that this is really quote unquote awesome, that means I'm not using it in the standard teenage sense. Maybe I'm using it literally. So it's a warning that you need to pay attention as to how to interpret what follows. It's going to be a bit special. But you're right. The, the quote unquote, you should, you should really say quote and then the thing and then unquote at the end. But in fact, mm. they give you both bits at the start and then you know that what follows is to be taken specially.
1: Mm. All right. Pat is in Toowoomba with a question. Hello, Pat.
0: Good morning. How are you? Good. You? What
1: did you want to ask Roly? Uh,
0: well, when I was a child, my mother used to say, if you're not sure of the pronunciation of a word, listen to the ABC announcers.
2: They
0: mm-hmm. speak English correctly. Yeah. Uh, and I tell you what, she'd cringe if she could hear <laughs> someone. <laughs> oh, <around>. no. All right. <laughs> I've been, just out of curiosity, I've been writing down all these words. Yes. My pet hate, is I might be wrong here, I, a thing is private, but I like my privacy. Yeah. But they say privacy.
2: Yeah. Uh, what is happening here is that when you've got two words which, which are related and they've got different endings, uh, very often one of them... Usually the shorter one, if it's got a different stress, that stress will start migrating to the other word as well. Um, and so I'm afraid what's happened, either either the stress or the quality of the vowel. Mm. Uh, so privacy is the way it certainly used to be, and privy, yeah. um, you know, the privy council and so on, also the name for a lavatory, you know, where you were private, uh, no, by yourself. Oh, the, yeah,
1: the, yeah. Yeah.
2: So that what's happened is that the the there. Are Related words and the pronunciation of one of them is starting to infect the other one. Mm, it actually okay. makes things a bit simpler.
1: See, I never learnt privacy. No. I always learnt privacy,
2: and it's it's accepted mm. in the dictionaries. Either yeah. is okay.
1: All right, let's go to Maggie, who is at Bourbon, Gary. What's your question for Ollie, Maggie?
0: Um, I heard one of the on the ABC. They were talking about the coronation, and they said when Queen Elizabeth was coronated. Oh
2: dear. Yeah, all right. Um the the trouble is that the is the word coronation, all right? Mm. Because once you've got coronation, you think well there ought to be a verb coronate. And this is called a back formation and it's when we invent a word which we think ought to be there and after a while it starts being used. Yes. Um for example, we borrowed the word editor from French, which actually it means a publisher, and there was never a word to edit. But oh, we think, okay. well, it's got an OR on the end, oh, so and there are changed. lots of words with OR, so we'll invent the verb. Yeah. And we now, you know, I'm going to edit that before I send yes, it in. Yes,
1: we do. We it is now an
2: absolutely standard verb. So that's how that came about. I'm afraid coronate is is downright wrong, of course, is crowned. Gee,
1: the yeah, ABC's getting hammered today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, we have questioned uh Rolly, that came in online. My yes. husband and I disagree when referring to an upcoming day. Oh. For instance, when Friday 15 June, yes. all right, whether it's that, is it this Friday or next Friday, yeah. Uh, some,
2: well, or that Friday. It the, starts the, from this from this and that is the really, really tough yeah. one. Oh, and, I
1: thought they oh, this Friday, yeah, or next. Or,
2: yeah, ne- this, next, or that.
1: Yeah, all but right. is, doesn't she mean the week? For example, the week starts on Sunday, doesn't it?
2: It depends how close you are to the day. Really. Right. So next, oh. I think if you're if it's Wednesday and you say next Thursday, you imagine it's probably the one in the following week. Yes. But if it's now Monday and you're talking about next Friday, that could refer to the Friday of this week as well mm. as the Friday of next week.
1: See, I would. I've always worked on the fact that Sunday is the start of the week.
2: Okay. So, so you've got a, a next. An, I've got a, a beginning point, mm. and the next will then refer to something on the other side of the coming Sunday. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so if I'm in Wednesday this yes. week, if I'm talking about not, not tomorrow but next Sunday, I'm yes. talking about next Sunday. That
2: Sunday plus a Sunday. Oh, I don't is know. <laughs> huh? All right. No, no. Um, just,
1: I just work on one week.
2: <laughs> okay, this and that is even worse. Um, and if you're driving along and the person says, you know, take, take this one hmm. um, or take the next one. Now, according to me, the next one is the one we are now approaching, uh, but my wife, when she was alive, had, had entirely different, and it was the one after the one we're approaching. And so you had to say, well, turn down the road where the little boy is in the green shirt. Oh, yes. And that was the only way. I'm sorry, this and that and next are congenitally imprecise, and the only way you can get round it is by spelling it out or trying to work out that either the... either. The husband or the wife is right, and they're going to follow their way of doing things always. Best of luck, people.
1: Well, I'm always fighting with the navigator, you know, the GPS girl. (laughs) Um, Just a a couple more here. Uh, Patrick is our online person here at the ABC, and Patrick wants to know if we're allowed to say bathrooms in Australia. Now, I think he means, you know, toilets. We would say toilets, but he's written it in a story, and he's been bombarded with emails saying it's American only.
2: It is American, but it's not American only, uh, because particularly if you're trying to avoid words like lavatory or loo or whatever, bathroom sounds a little bit more genteel, mm-hmm. and it is American, uh, and I think when I grew up, and I still think of bathroom as being a thing that doesn't necessarily have a loo in it. Mm. It may, but it doesn't have to, uh, whereas in America, the bathroom means i'm going to the bathroom i'm going to the loo yeah
1: Um, so
2: it is an americanism but it is now so common in australia that a lot of people wouldn't even know there's a difference yeah
1: all right so i hope you don't get bombarded anymore patrick and um alan in darwin is there any connection between the words diploma and diplomacy yes all right yes
2: and and diplomat and so on you have a you have a diploma meaning a a kind of license to exercise Authority on behalf of someone else. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. and Raleigh, um Alan also says, could you please repeat the Mary Poppins joke you told on um, Peter Peter Goer's Adelaide Evening program earlier this week? Oh,
2: crumbs, okay. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know you were listening to that one. Um, it, will, it will take me a moment. I'll tell you what, can we keep that for next we week? We can
1: keep that for next week, Because then. I
2: don't have it on the screen at the moment. It was one of these supercalifragilisticexpialistic things which had gone oh, wrong. okay.
1: All right, all right. So you, you want to finish on something, Roly?
2: I wanted to finish on the seven pronunciations of O-U-G-H. And, okay. in fact, I've written a little story. Mm-hmm. Today I had a rough cough. I really ought to plough, though, but I went through to the borough. Here it comes again. Today I had a rough cough. I really ought to plough, though, but I went through to the borough. Seven pronunciations. Isn't English awful?
1: Isn't it awful? Yeah. O-U-G-H. Oh, how would you be just learning English? Well,
2: Webster did his American Dictionary in 1828, and he decided that he was going to solve at least one of them, and he made plough into P-L-O-W.
1: Right. And that
2: actually Is was it? quite clever. Yeah. We, okay. But that's still less the other six. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I need to ask you how to spell chocos, because we've been talking oh. about chocos this morning, and Alison Alexander, who's coming in shortly, has a choco recipe. Yeah. But we were, we were you know discussing, is it just OS or is it OES?
2: It's OS. Um, the, the, the term is actually Australian and New Zealand. Interestingly, it's it's called a chayote in in the Caribbean where Mm. it comes from. But it is OS, not OES. And I'm afraid potato is OES. And most of these things you just have to learn one off.
1: All right, Raleigh Sussex, thank you so much for that.
2: Pleasure. (laughs) Till next week.
1: We will see you next week.
2: ABC Radio, your local source of national and international news, weather, emergency information, sport and entertainment. With more than 50 radio stations around the country, ABC Radio is Australia's largest radio network work providing local programming. ABC Radio engages with audiences through both analogue and digital radio services, streaming online and on your mobile via the ABC Radio app. ABC Radio, across Australia.